0: Met Travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool, what do you have to drink? Here, we aim to extend to all who may seek it, disability-centered kink education. In doing so, we're going to be talking about different aspects of BDSM, leather, the the kink community, the relationships and dynamics within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions. Opinions. And they should not be taking this fact or medical advice. We only speak from what we've learned and experienced in our own journeys. And remember, my dear friends, kink is customizable. Consent is the only requirement. Words mean things, but we also give them meaning. Remember, no kink shaming and no judgment. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy.
1: like to support us or follow us we are on patreon at the kinky tavern fetlife twitter and instagram all at the kinky tavern i'm also personally on fetlife at m dizzy e-m-d-i-z-z-y please do not friend me on that account you can definitely follow me and you can friend the kinky tavern but please don't friend me on that one that's for people i know i'm also on tiktok at mix dizzy soul MXDIZZYSOUL and on Twitter at Daddy's Dizzy Soul D A D D Y S D I Z Z Y S O U L and all of those will be linked down below.
0: Yes. And you can also find me on TikTok. Yes, I have a TikTok. I'm never on it, but you can send me stuff at uh, PUP underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker R E K K R. That is also my FetLife. You can follow me there or message me or whatever. I also run the Kinky Tavern Twitter, so.
2: And I am on FetLife at Allen's World 111. Please do not friend me, only follow me there. Those are for people that I know. On Instagram, Lord Allen Vidra, that would be L-O-R-D-A-L-L-E-N-B-Y-D-R-A. Twitter at Lord Allen111. And TikTok, Allen's World111. Please follow me on TikTok so that I can get to a live.
1: Excellent. So please give us a follow, give us a like, and keep up to date on what we're doing with the Kinky Tavern podcast.
0: Exciting announcement. Guess what, guys? We have merch! We all came up with some awesome ideas, M designed them, and Alan set up our store.
2: We have the classic Kinky Tavern logo, as well as some clever and funny sayings from our podcasts or just from our little weird brains.
1: Our designs are available in shirts up to 5x. Now to get a 5X, you have to go to men's and classic, but there are 5Xs, which I'm excited about. We also have hoodies, tapestries, stickers, blankets, mugs, zip pouches, face masks, and more. So check
2: it out. All proceeds go to our education fund, which helps all of us go to cons, go to classes, travel to cons, etc. So anything that you get will be helping us educate ourselves further to bring you more education on the podcast.
0: The topics within this podcast are explicit. Listeners should be 18 and up only. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Hi, I'm Mix Dizzy.
0: And I'm pop Wrecker.
1: <laughs> and I'm Alan. So, yeah. today, this chaotic mess of humans is talking about the pandemic and how that has affected kink.
0: Yeah. Bum, bum, bum.
1: I was trying to sound all upbeat about it, but Yeah. It's so,
2: not fun. Woohoo, yeah. pandemic. I mean, here's my thing. I met like some of the best people and some of my best friends during the pandemic virtually. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I get to meet next week. Uh Woo-woo. Except for it's going to be like not next week by the time that actually happens.
1: No, you're going to have already met them by the time this comes out, I think.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, <laughs> I was happy to meet all of you. <laughs>
1: I'm sure you had a great time.
2: I had a great time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, it is 2023. It is currently the last day of July. Last day? Second to last day? The last week of July. (laughs) Yes. 2023. And we're still talking about the pandemic. Yeah. Why? Because it's not over.
0: I mean, yeah. It's still out there. Yeah. It's not gone away, even though people think it has
2: right um well it's gone away to the capacity that we once experienced it Mm. true
1: yeah so you might be under the illusion that the pandemic is over and that's entirely on purpose i mean our government and the media sources that we have have not only abandoned their attempts to inform us about the virus but they are actively spreading misinformation about it and it's interesting to me That the communities, which once held harm reduction in high priority, such as the LGBTQ community, the kink community, they are now seeing no problem, no harm being caused by reducing or removing preventative measures from events and spaces. And that's just not the case. I mean, you know, there's, there's risk. There's harm being done. You can't say there's not, even if you deem that an acceptable risk or an acceptable harm.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, testing is no longer a thing really in healthcare centers. It's mainly at home now, and mm-hmm. most people don't really report that to the WHO or the CDC or anything. So the actual number of cases is probably higher than what's actually being reported. Mm-hmm. Just because, I mean, it's all moved at home now, so yeah, it's just kind of self like self report. Yeah, so.
1: I don't even see. I remember when they first started doing at-home testing, there was like an app that you would download and report your test results. Mm-hmm. And I don't even, of course, I just kind of rip open the box and take it when I need to take one, but right. I don't even see the app stuff on the box anymore. Huh. I don't know. I'll have to look. Um. So yeah, the best way then to, because there's a data gap between what's being, reported and the actual cases because of at home testing or even there's so many asymptomatic cases where you may not even test or you may get a false negative. So to bridge the data gap here is wastewater data. And that shows us that the amount of virus that's in our wastewater, January, 2021 and January, 2023, they were the same. They were within 30 micro units of viral load, whatever the fuck. I don't know, it was scientific terms, but it was so close that it doesn't even matter. So it hasn't really gone away all that much, as much as you would think. Yeah. So vaccinations do decrease your risk of contracting COVID, but in order to not only protect yourself, but those around you, especially those who have conditions which may cause them to not be able to take the vaccine or whose conditions cause them to be immunocompromised and at greater risk to contract it, and be further disabled by COVID, that's one layer of protection Mm -hmm. um, is vaccinations. And for our community and us as individuals to be safe from the virus or to, you know, to reduce the harm from the virus in our communities, you have to have multiple layers of protection. So if you are able to get the vaccination, that is an important step in that layer, or that is an important layer in that process, I should say.
0: (laughs) And I do believe that the, I mean, vaccinations have kind of stopped the spread of it and you don't see it as much, really. Yeah,
1: no, vaccines definitely played a big part in. I mean, 2020 was awful. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say that January 2021 was near what 2020 was. Yeah. But just that data showing that January 2021 and January 2023, there was like no change. You know, that's pretty significant. Yeah. And they do say that the quote-unquote summer cold of COVID is coming around this, like the surge of COVID is coming around. Really? I just saw an article about that this morning. I did not look at the data. Don't quote me on that. That was just a headline I saw. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, COVID is not just a short-term virus. If you get sick with COVID and then you get better within a few days or a few weeks, it that's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. It has been proven to just wreak havoc in your entire system. They are reporting, the WHO is reporting, that 10% of COVID infections lead to long COVID. So that means that with each infection for an individual, this percentage stacks up. So you've had COVID, what, two times?
0: Yeah, three times now? it's I think it's, tw- it's two or three. But I know the first time that we got COVID, like about six-ish months later, I mm-hmm. started getting like basically like underlying conditions were starting to move closer to the surface. Mm-hmm. And I was having more health problems basically after I recovered from COVID and that made me have to be on high blood pressure medicine and a couple other things. It
1: made your but, antidepressant that had been working for a decade. Stop working.
0: Yeah. I mean, there, there was a whole bunch of things yeah. associated with that, but yeah. Um, so Yeah. I've, I've kind of found, like for myself at least, that it kind of brings your underlying conditions more to the surface and makes them more prevalent in your life rather yeah. than just kind of on the back burner.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and long COVID is being realized to be causing or possibly be related to MACFS. MACFS stands for myalgic encephalomyelitis chronic fatigue syndrome. And that is the condition that I have had for years. So mine was not caused by COVID, but I can say that since I've had COVID, the progression of my disease, the regression of my abilities has been exponential. Um, the There's been some studies that are rating the quality of life of MACFS as compared to other conditions. It's like a certain scale that they rate them on for quality of life. And so far, of all the ones that they have done this rates rating system for, MECFS is at the lowest underneath things like depression, schizophrenia, sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, certain types of cancer, stroke brain. I mean, there was so many that they have done that I was astonished that this was rated at the lowest, honestly. Uh, at the same time, I'm not really shocked, but... So it's not fun. I just wanted to throw out a short little blurb there of the possible consequences you face. It's not just a few weeks of your life. It could be the rest of your life. Yeah. I don't like to talk about it a whole lot, but I have lost... I, I grieve more and more of my potential, my life, myself, every day. And it is very hard. So why does this matter in kink? Why are we talking about this as a podcast? Different types of play require different negotiations. So for example, with blood play, I'm going to reserve that for the partners who I am fluid bonded with. If I do a service scene involving fluids, I'm going to make sure that I get a recent sexual wellness screening from the bottom and vet the ever-living hell out of them. With COVID, we all have to determine what our own risk profile is, but this includes, are you willing to spread this to someone and watch them die? I have heard from friends who this was spread to a good friend of theirs and they had to watch them die. We lost a relative, a family member that we were really close to.
0: Yeah. So my my grandma, um, actually, um, that was how we got COVID the first time. Yeah. Uh, We didn't spread it to her, but. No, uh, we had all agreed to like, isolate as best we could mm-hmm. and then we were going to meet up for was it christmas or thanksgiving christmas, christmas. 2020 yeah christmas 20 was it 2020? 2020 yeah okay i time is i know a mess Time it's um, been weird i'm pretty <laughs> sure it was
1: 2020 because then she passed in january of 21
0: okay that makes sense um but yeah uh everything was fine we went and had uh christmas dinner and all that and then uh like a few days later My grandma was acting weird and um, turns out she had COVID and then we got tested and had found out we were positive and my grandma actually like survived COVID, uh, got through COVID, but the damage that was done from COVID to her basically destroyed her lungs. And uh, so, yeah.
1: And we were thankfully just barely able to get better enough and have negative tests to be Mm -hmm. able to go see her in yeah. the hospital yeah so it can really tear worlds apart and lives i mean is that something that you are willing to risk so uh kink bdsm and leather as with most communities and hobbies around the world have been affected positively negatively and in ways yet to be determined by the pandemic by lockdowns by the virus in general just everything that has the consequences have been just a ripple effect In all areas, when we were in lockdown, so many of us felt disconnected from a large part of ourselves and from our community. And when things opened back up, most of us were guilty of hesitantly and then less so joining back in, oftentimes with less and less preventative measures in place.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think about a year in, because before the pandemic happened, we were kind of out of community already. Mm-hmm. Uh, the local community because we had uh falling out with people and we were just kind of away from it for a while just step back basically to kind of mm-hmm. reset ourselves and then pandemic happened and i think about a year in ish year and a half maybe about
1: a year and a half because it was summer of yeah 2021 uh we, we started to kind of
0: slowly get back into it and we actually eventually came became admins of a group, and it was going good for a while. And then, because of the choices of some of the choices of that group, we had to step away again because um, they were basically going to ease up on their safety measures because of the pandemic. You know um, what? It was not 2021; it was 2020. I'm pretty sure. Was it? Because
1: now that, that I'm thinking about it,
0: sorry about yeah. that no my <laughs>
1: this time, time frame yeah yeah the whole i think everybody during this time like the last three years it's yeah. been chaos that we had the falling out
2: let me look real quick because i have notation here yeah
1: look at that. i have the knife i made oh no me and jace's me and jace got together in 2021
2: huh okay okay yeah sorry I am looking and I'm seeing that we actually got together in 2022. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe. Yep. Here's our pictures from January. 20. 20- <laughs> yeah. January, 2022.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. But basically what happened was we were part of an admin gr- admins for a group, local group, and then they were easing up on their COVID measures to allow more people to come basically. And by easing up, I mean, like, getting rid of their vaccination policy. Uh, and they which already was, didn't
1: have any mask recommendations or anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was, but no one really followed them. Um, but, yeah, and, and getting rid of the vaccination policy was kind of like the the last straw for us. And so we stepped away. And
1: Well, and it was going to be... Like it was just going to be okay. That's out of my risk profile. Yeah. Sorry, we're no longer able to do those things that we've been doing for you. But
0: yeah, it kind of. Became after a-
1: some things were said, it became a little less friendly.
0: Yeah. So we've basically like we've been out of the local community since then, and we've already—I mean, before the pandemic, we were already out of the community, local community, because of that. And at least in my experience, pretty much everything I've known. About community, I was never really present virtually to begin with, right? We other than just kind of just kind of being on FetLife, uh, and that's not barely much. <laughs> you were barely on Life. yeah. And so everything I knew was from in-person community and getting that experience and meeting people in person. And the fact that everything kind of stopped and went online mm-hmm. was a hard adjustment for me. And I still yeah. didn't really adjust to that I still struggle with that mm-hmm. Sorry, because I
2: real quick how long have you had fat life joe uh
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> But we did get you a
1: Facebook now.
2: Yeah, Yes, you have Facebook now. You're stepping yeah. up in the world, geezer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually for a while I left Facebook and didn't use it for the longest time just cuz it was kind of I got into the whole doom scroll thing
1: yeah, but you were on vanilla Facebook.
0: I was on vanilla Facebook. We made you
1: a new one and it's a kinky account and
0: yeah, and I'm on it, but different. i I try and stay off of it just so I don't get kind of sucked into it much because i I had a problem with that. Oh. but uh yeah, I've always struggled with the virtual community and just like meeting people in general because that I mean that was never really my strong suit even before Kink and all that mm. um, so. It's just, it's always been hard for me. And like, now that we're kind of getting back out and going to cons and stuff, it's, it's nice to be able to actually go back to that and have that experience to meet the people in person and have those interactions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So like before the pandemic even happened, I mean, tons of people were already chronically online. So the lockdowns and the justified fear of contracting the virus set virtual interactions of everything, including kink, off like a rocket, making events more accessible to not only everyone during the pandemic, but also to those who typically cannot make it out to in-person events because of disability or whatever that may be. Unfortunately, since the supposed end of the pandemic has been announced, it seems that some groups, events, and individuals are removing those options making events, once again, inaccessible to many. I do see a lot of them offering hybrid options, which I Mm -hmm. love, because I do think in-person community is incredibly important. Don't get me wrong. You have to do it safely, though, as safely as you can. As safely as is within your risk profile. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, one thing that the the pandemic actually, like, was kind of good for, I guess. I don't know if that's necessarily...
1: One of the positive consequences. (laughs) One of the positive
0: consequences is that there was a big increase of like online classes and online education. And there was like something like every day, almost every hour available for anyone to participate in, which was great. And I am kind of seeing that carry over and there still is like events constantly online for free or relatively cheap and accessible to a lot of people, yeah. which yeah, I, I, I really love that that's kind of stayed and, is still there agreed yeah
2: i love it because for people like us who you know can't really leave the house very often whether it be due to neurodivergence or whether it be due to uh physical disability it's like all of a sudden the community is accessible to us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like it's freaking crazy because like we haven't been catering to around half of our community, to the majority yeah. of our community for so long, and it took a viral pandemic for Mm -hmm. us to finally care enough about disabled people and about the disabled people that are in our communities to actually make it accessible for them because this this technology has been around for forever Mm -hmm. well not for forever but you know what i mean for a while for for a long ass time Mm -hmm. and we still haven't been trying to make this as accessible as possible like I I don't know how else to say it, but why are we not like making like lists of people to go and donate food to disabled people in our local dungeons? Why are we not going out and doing mutual aid? Mm-hmm. Like it's taken a pandemic to actually make it accessible for disabled people, but also why are we not coming together to support this part of our community?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely agree. And I think that there are very small pockets of the kink community, leather community that are doing some sort of mutual aid thing. Um, but yeah, it's it's very rare that I hear about it. And when I hear about it, it's like, oh my God, that is so amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the reasons why it it's not as prevalent as because people just didn't think about that beforehand. Mm-hmm. And the pandemic kind of brought that to the forefront. Like because hey, us
1: disabled people weren't necessarily in the community as much.
0: Right. And like the disease specifically went after people who have a lot more comorbidities and underlying conditions. And I mean, that's, that's your, your disabled people right there. I mean, they've yeah. got usually one major one and a couple underlying conditions and, The COVID just kind of brings all those to the forefront and makes it more deadly to just exist and have that risk to go out even just Mm -hmm. to exist in the world.
1: If not deadly, just difficult. Yeah. Like, there are plenty of people who are not necessarily immunocompromised, but who may have disabilities that are now in the community because they they were once able to access that virtual community Mm -hmm. and they may just not be able to do stairs, you know? And so it's with, because of where they live or whatever, it's a struggle to get out and do things.
0: Well, not only that, but like the pandemic itself, itself caused, it was a mass disabling event. Yes. Because of the effects that COVID has on the body, it created so many more people with disabilities or gave people disabilities because Mm -hmm. of the effects of the virus. And it just brought that, Prevalence of disability to the forefront and made accessibility kind of high priority for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, another positive consequence of the pandemic, but not necessarily the best.
1: Well, and what sucks is that it seems like because it's been announced as over, it's been, it's believed to be over by so many people, that seems to have just gone away. That awareness, that caring about disabled people in your community just seems to have kind of gone away.
0: I I still kind of see it here and there.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. But I mean,
0: yeah, it's not as prevalent as it was.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so back to when we were in lockdown, the amount of ways and the frequency of use of these services of online virtual options for kink and sex skyrocketed. I mean, it was the market demand and supply both just skyrocketed. So, this includes things like porn, subscription-based services like OnlyFans or Fansly, chatting, people would pay you just to sit and chat with them, whether that be a sexual chat or not, audio calls, video calls, findom, just virtual domination, virtual submission, etc. So, yeah, it just it really blew that market up and I think I think that that, in a lot of ways, is really good. But again, there's there's always negative consequences to things like that.
2: Because then you could get a brand new one off of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Maybe.
1: I'll have to look.
2: Okay. Sorry. That That's all I wanted to talk about.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. So, what are some complications with in-person events? Like, the larger events that we used to have. The munches, the play parties. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, of course, complications where... Prevention measures piss people off, honestly. There are some people who are just going to be pissy about wanting to make things accessible and wanting to make things safe for your community. And that's not just your kink community. That's also your community around you. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of the ways you can, uh, some of the layers of prevention that you can put in place. Wearing masks. This is a well-fitted N95. You can get them for super cheap. If you're not able to okay, I'm I'm gonna be honest. If you're going to a, a kink event, there you have ten bucks to buy a well fitted N ninety five. Um <laughs> I spent like twenty bucks on a gigantic box of disposable ones. They're like reusable disposable. They're like nice but yeah. you know disposable. Um N ninety fives and I, I think there was like a hundred in it. So it, it's really I understand cost barriers, but this is not one. Like, if you're going to in-person events, you have the money for a mask. Um, Also, vaccinations. Vaccinations are often free with your insurance. Um, I know that's looking to change now. Um, And that is kind of up in the air as far as I am aware.
0: Yeah, I haven't really heard anything about it. I know they were going to stop around May because... For the longest time, everything was covered and free, Mm -hmm. but I think they stopped that once like they basically officially ended the pandemic, the government officially ended the pandemic. Yeah. Uh,
1: There's also testing. (laughs) Um, I do know that testing can be a cost barrier because with a mask, you're spending, you know, 10, 20 bucks one time. With testing, you're spending 10, 20 bucks every time. Yeah. However.
0: Tests are expensive.
1: Yeah. We are very, very low income. We sometimes don't even have 20 bucks left over at the end of the month in order to get one test, let alone one for both of us. But we often, if we know that there's going to be, if we know we're going to a con, if we know we're going to an event, we make sure to have the money to buy two tests beforehand and two tests afterwards. Because I don't want to get anyone sick at that event and I don't want to come home and give it to my family. So that's just something that personally we have made room for. Distance. You can kind of distance yourself. I really like to try and keep like a six foot bubble around myself as much as possible. I know that that is not often as possible, especially at outdoor events. It's a little easier because there's oftentimes more space. And even so, I read somewhere that the virus like basically travels like smoke. So... If you're at an outdoor event, you're, you're still going to be exposed to it, but not nearly as much because of that open air. Yeah. yeah. Another layer of prevention is crowd limitation. I know that, you know, years before the pandemic, we had munches and then you would have to sign up to go to the play party and only the first X amount were able to come in because of a fire code.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so crowd limitation is nothing new. And yes, it sucks to have to. Have less people there, but I mean, it's kind of more comfortable for everybody. Mm -hmm. If you pack as many people in there as the fire code states you can have, it's going to be uncomfortable for about half of the people there, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, if the building's packed, despite the pandemic and all that bullshit, I don't want to (laughs) go. There's going to be too many people to begin with.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So it behooves you in multiple ways to limit your crowds. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, prices have gone up for shit. And it might help you with the fact that you have to limit your crowds and help you limit your crowds. If you up your price just a little bit, don't, don't be mean, don't be a dick, but you know, shit happens. If you're having less people there and you're having more things, you're having to provide masks or having to provide someone to check your vaccination cards or having to provide sanitation standards that costs money. Mm -hmm. And those of us that want to go to events with layers of prevention will pay that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, another layer of prevention you can do is sanitation standards. And that's something that even pre-pandemic was respectable, if not required, at dungeons and events. Yeah. All the sweat, all the blood, all the cum, all the uh, all the things. It's, it's gross. We don't want it, you know, stacking up and building up on our shit. All the water spore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we just mm-hmm. don't want all water. of that sticking around for the next people. Very fun well. for that scene.
2: Some of us don't want it sticking around for the next people. Some of us are perfectly fine with it. Uh If they're
1: non-consenting, we don't want them to be exposed to that. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Fine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So sanitation standards are something that you can put in place. And that's like, even just HEPA filters and uh, hospital grade sanitizers. We've always had freaking Clorox wipes at our stations and stuff like that. So it's not a big change for our community to just up the sanitation standards a little bit. I also read about electrostatic air sanitation, which I'd never heard about before.
0: Hmm.
1: I thought that was interesting. I did not look very far into it, but Are I thought
0: just, I'd mention it. Is that where you just take a whole bunch of violet wands and wave them around the room?
1: You know what? I wonder <laughs> if we could do that. Just have a, a an electro top run around the room like, whoo.
0: Just put it on a Roomba. <laughs> 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 Oh, that's bad.
2: I'll do Roomba. I'm an electric top. Wah-ha-ha-ha! <laughs> 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 Zippy-zap!
1: That's kind of what I was imagining. Yeah, it's like you running around. Zippy-zap!
2: Zippy-zap! All the zippy-zaps! Oh zaps. my gosh, I'll just do it on your power chair.
0: There we go. I-, I think at the very least, like for like dungeons and places, at the very least, they should have the sanitizing stuff, possibly HEPA filters. I know those can be expensive, but... Definitely, At least,
1: like, replace your air filters
0: frequently. Yeah. And um, definitely before, like, bigger events or even just events in general, check the vaccination status and testing status that people
1: mm-hmm.
0: recommend masks. I know a lot of people don't like to wear masks.
1: Yeah.
0: But anyone who's immunocompromised should probably wear a mask just to be safe. I mean, I know there are some communities that are real tight-knit and, like, Keep the safety precautions really high. Right.
2: Another thing I was going to say about masks, um, I know that some of us have sensory issues and masks sometimes can irritate that. There mm-hmm. are sensory safe masks that you can find. They might be a mm-hmm. little bit pricey just so that everybody mm-hmm. knows. However, I have found that the N95s that M has, they're actually like very soft on the ears and everything. Mm-hmm. I know that the the actual mask part might be a little bit irritating to some people yeah, because um, it can be a little itchy. But other than that, there's still really good masks and we will mm-hmm. also link them as well um, for anybody who wants a good mask that's not super irritating.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and actually like they've come out and said that For the most part, cloth and paper masks are not going to do what you want them to do. They are a layer of protection, but they're not... Like N95s, a well-fitted N95 is going to protect you much more. And they also have things like to keep them off of your ears. And they're like a strap that goes around the back of your head. Oh, yeah. So there are options like that as well. And again, that is...
0: Yeah, I might need to... Barrier. look into that because i know i i don't mind wearing the n95 masks for like a such short, a big face that i have a huge head and this huge beard yeah and it just like it pulls on my ears and causes that like you know bad real bad tension headache yeah um but
1: even the big bearded one like the ones supposed to be for beards they mm-hmm. still have the same
0: yeah I, I, I don't know what it is maybe it's just my weird shape huge got head a big head i got a big head there are some really nice masks out there that you can, they're actually like, there's one that can't like a uh, company in Canada makes. It's like 50 bucks, but it's like an actual like respirator, hmm. but it's, it's small and it fits really well mm-hmm. and I'd love to get it, but it's expensive. Yeah. So, but yeah, and it looks really cool. I like the old school Gothic kind of style.
1: Yeah. I was actually going to mention a lot of times people are hesitant to wear them because A lot of these events are very much a, you're showing yourself off. You're, Mm -hmm. you're looking your best. You're looking hot. You know, you're, you've got an outfit that's specifically selected. Having a weird ass looking mask on your face is going to throw that off. But they have, like, we got um, masks that by themselves are no good because they have holes in them. Yeah. (laughs) We found out. We thought they were good, but they have to go over something. They are like black pleather and they've got like spikes on them mm-hmm. and one of them has like blood spatters on it yeah and stuff like that so you can always put those over your n95 or they have like you said respirators that look pretty fucking sweet mm-hmm.
2: I was gonna say you could actually get one of those and then just put a filter in them yes
1: True. yeah I have done that before too yeah actually those are kind of roomy. What? Those nice looking ones.
0: Kinda, yeah.
1: They're a little roomier than some of the others we have. So that is, yeah, that's another way to break that hesitation, break that stigma a little bit.
0: Could always get like a plague doctor mask.
1: Yes, I definitely want one of those. They had a leather plague doctor mask in the auction at Southwest Master's Oh, Slave. did
0: they? I guess I missed that. Oh, I wanted it so
1: bad. It was already way too expensive By oh, the time I, I saw it.
0: But yeah, we couldn't afford anything
1: at that (laughs) auction we we afforded a couple things we've been on a couple of things true so there's lots of ways to do that and of course if you have smaller groups like if you're able to do like one-on-one kink or if you're like doing sex work or something like that or if you're doing like small groups like if you're having private dungeon parties at your own house all those layers of prevention are still in place Also, while I realize that most groups and events like vet people in general, you might have vetting questions that are different for your private parties if you're wanting to make sure that it's a COVID safe space. Because if you have sanitation standards, testing, vaccinations, and you vet them that they are living a COVID safe-ish life, then you have a party where nobody has to really
0: worry about worry about it. Yep. So yeah. Yeah.
1: So, of course, one of the big downsides I wanted to talk about with the virtual community and why the in-person community is so important. And I just put one out here. I figured that the three of us could kind of throw some more out there because it is, I mean, there's so many downsides to it or just like things to think about. So. The skills that we learn and use in kink, BDSM, and leather are oftentimes things that just cannot be conveyed and learned effectively unless you're in person, where you can see the skill being practiced, you can practice it yourself in front of others, have them help you with your technique and give you tips. That is a really important part of the skills that we learn and use in kink. So that's just, there's not a virtual option for that really. Even watching videos, there's something missing there
0: so yeah a lot of the skills like the actual like learning needles or flogging or anything that requires that actual physical interaction with someone is very hard to do virtually Mm -hmm. just because you you really need to see like how it's done in person and have someone show you how it's done to really get like the grasp of it basically
2: Mm yeah yeah I would agree with that assessment. Um however, there are still classes that you can still go to uh that mm-hmm. are great online. Uh just yeah. going to plug ours real quick. All three of our classes are actually accessible online uh aside from the probably the wheelchair worship one that we're working on currently, but like other than that, like most of them are are pretty accessible for online. And Definitely. You know, we try to have like uh, a social or something like that every so often on our discord server, plug in the discord server, <laughs> um, go ahead and join our discord server. And you know, there's free uh, education opportunities on there that I always try to update from not only our like little organization that we have, but also from other organizations that we partner with, uh, that might be a part of our Tavern of Teachers or something of that capacity. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. And we have, speaking of our Tavern of Teachers, we have people in there who will just randomly be like, Hey, I'm going to share this dissertation. Uh, It's fantastic. And I have like four stacked up that I need to read from this week, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I love that stuff. So There are lots of ways to learn online. You're absolutely correct. And I'm not discounting that. But like Rucker said, kind of that if you're actually doing the skill, like very beginning learning the skill, that's where it's very difficult to learn outside of in person. But yeah, there are lots of like safety, consent, like just like the, I'm trying to think of how to say it, like the deeper, the deeper aspects of kink and BDSM, like about dynamics and about Mm -hmm. consent and Stuff like that.
0: More of the non tactical ways Thank basically. You. Thank you. To take care of things. Yeah. But the like the physical application is like the harder thing to do virtually. Yeah. So
2: I am also working on a list right now that I will give to M at some point that has different accessibility options for you to be able to receive either free technology or some sort of accessible, cheap technology to where you can attend classes if you would like to. You can get free accessible internet, by the way. Oh. I'm complying with a list right now of some free accessible internet options and free accessible connectivity options of any type, just mm-hmm. so that you guys know. If you are living in America, we have this program called the Affordable Tech Connectivity Program. Essentially, it says that if you make under a certain amount, uh, and the amounts vary per which area you're in, uh, they have different regulations for these things, but... Um, you can receive either a free tablet, you can receive free cell phone service, you can receive free cell phones, and they are smartphones, by the way. Hmm. And in some cases, you can even receive a free laptop and free internet service, free cellular service, and things of that nature. So don't let something like that be a contender for you. Don't let it be something that holds you back from engaging in your community if you feel that you need that. We are here to help. We will help you find something. Like I I am the resource person. I am the person who will find a free power chair if we really need it, which we did. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So if anything, email me. I will help you find free technology in your area if that's what you need. Uh, I don't mind it at all. As a matter of fact, I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of which, we have an announcement Woo-hoo. Uh, that I'm super excited about. We found M a new power chair. Hey! Hey! Uh, and fortunately, we actually got it for free because I am a thrifty bitch. Mm-hmm. I have scattered Facebook Marketplace, thrift stores... Uh- Online program, something that I could get us a power chair for.
1: It will help a lot because when I go to events and I'm in the wheelchair, which I absolutely have, you know, loved and it has helped a lot, mm-hmm. but it's a little difficult for me to get around myself. Like I have to have Wrecker there pushing me, and Wrecker's off doing other stuff. Wrecker's working on the sensory tent or on other stuff for the podcast or, you know, whatever else he's doing. So it's difficult for me to have my own, like, autonomy and mobility. So having a power chair is going to be amazing, really helpful.
2: Well, and you don't have to ask either one of us to go to, like, say, the bathroom or something like that. You can literally just leave and go do your thing and come Mm -hmm. back, and it just... I feel like it's going to give you a lot of your mobile autonomy back and I'm super excited about it. And Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. Agreed. And I'm very thankful. I
2: got it for free.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And Lord Allen and their partner, my meta, are fixing it up for me. I feel so blessed and so thankful to have both of you helping me out on that front.
2: We're excited about the project. (laughs) Mm
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. I'm glad.
2: Yeah, no, it's actually going to be a leather working project for me. And then it's going to be like a little bit of a tech project for Roscoe. Mm -hmm. And like, basically, all it really needs is uh, we need to fix the tires on it. I have to do some leather repairs on it. And then all we have to do after that is just get the batteries running. And that's all. And uh, so if you guys see us at Midwest Leather Kink, which we will be at this year, mm-hmm. yay. we're super excited. But if you see us there, be sure to come and tell him how cool their power chair is, because hopefully I'll have it painted and designed by then.
1: Yeah, and if not, it's still fucking cool, because I can move.
2: Because you can move!
1: <laughs> I can go pee by myself!
2: Oh, yeah, you can! <laughs> but yeah, so... Just be sure to be sure to compliment the chair because I worked real hard on it.
1: <laughs> Definitely, and I know we've talked about it before, but I do want to thank you once again for check for pimping out my other wheelchair because it's fucking beautiful, um, and I love it so much.
2: I'm so and glad. I'm sure
1: this one will be even more wonderful.
2: Well, yeah, because we're working leather this time. Yeah, that's my forte,
1: right? Definitely, I'm excited. Okay. Now, Daddy, would you please lead us out
0: with a Daddy joke? I most certainly will. My thank you. Mm -hmm.
2: Excuse you. I feel Mm -hmm. like that is appropriate in my accent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. Okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) I'm kind of surprised that my accent was an accent. I usually am not good at
0: accents. (laughs) All right. So, how do you organize a space party? Mm, How? You plan it.